the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where gold, the best kind of gold. What a legend. What a champion. Daily yet again. We're here. We're home. We're ready to go. We're sponsored by mintsports.com.au. Good oh, people. Good folk. We love them. We're also sponsored by some scum. Jarmarant's Rifle Range is our special sponsor this week. Head on down to Jarmarant's Rifle Range for all your rifle range needs. Let us pray, Mace. Let us pray yeah, that yeah, yeah. no one gets concussed or injured during this podcast. Let us pray that Andrew Bogut keeps his opinions to himself going forward. Not shy of verbalising every thought he's ever had, old bogey man. And let us pray that Mace remembers he's having another child. <laughs> to break happening. the news to you, big fella. It's happening. In the name of... Of Matthew, Matthew Liptak. Liptak. Trevor, Trevver Barker. Shay Cockatoo Collins. And... And... Tony, Tony Modra. Ah, uh, great pen. hangers. Ah, uh, pen. Can get up there, old sp- mods. Can oh. get up there. In mod we trust. He's probably the best looking, best looking um, specky. As in like his hair. It was a, it was a real. He's a hunk of a man. It seems like a sexual so, term if you got oh. modred. It's a position where he's just on your shoulders <laughs> and you climax. Mate, a week's a long time in life. It's an eternity in sport. How's your week been? Well, I've been very, I've been crook, mate. You've been ill, haven't you? Oh, what's going on? You got the lurgy, the black lung, the lupus. Is it lupus? It's kennel cough. <laughs> what is kennel cough? Or is that just when dogs get crook? <laughs> yeah, is it? Yeah. Is it right? <laughs> okay. Is it meningitis? Scoliosis? Lupus? Is it lupus? <laughs> I tell you what, man. What's freaky is mm. we've both got kids in childcare, and foot and mouth. Is like a real throwback to plague style shit. Isn't and there's it? a break out of that. You know about it. It is lock the kids Foot down. It's like burning bodies, kind of only way to get out. It's of not it. cool. I had a mate who had um, in high school. You had scarlet fever. Wow. I was like, sorry, Harry Potter. Sorry, believe it. <laughs> Did he just <laughs> love the Geelong players toe poke in the granny? <laughs> He just came out in like rashes and he's like, Yeah, I got scarlet fever. I'm like, Did the doctor say that? Scarlet the doctor, fever. And did you need did you need like milk of the poppy to be to fix it? <laughs> it was just the weirdest. You, you need to put leeches on your on your groin and fucking light <laughs> fires and shit like that. I'm gonna Google scarlet That's fever. It. Scarlet fever. What's in it? Oh, lots of dots on the tongue. Lots of that sort of gear. Symptoms. Oh. Let's look at scarlet fever symptoms. Red rashes on the yeah. face, neck, spreading to arms, trunk, and legs. Trunk, fair enough. Red lines around the knees, groin, armpit, <laughs> and elbows. So everywhere. Trunk. Flushed face. Strawberry oh. tongue. A white tongue with red spots, in brackets. They make that sound quite cute. I got a bit of strawberry tongue. You're yeah. dying of scarlet fever. Chills, throat, <laughs> swallowing, glands, nausea, headache. Nausea, vomiting, and headache are every single disease. Every disease. Oh, everything. What do you got a headache, have everything. you, mate? Yeah, no, that's a symptom of every disease ever. 
Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you've uh, I'm glad you've managed to front up, mate, and you're a bit crook, and you've, you've managed to put your health to one side so that we may talk shit for the next hour. It's been a sacrifice all weekend. I had to play a gig with my band on the weekend, on Friday night, with Pleasure Chest. Ah, oh, is that why you lost your voice? I coincidentally lost it during the week, mm. and then... After you were <laughs> singing in a band. How coincidental. Oh, Weirdest no, no. coincidence ever. I screamed on stage for 55 minutes straight, and now I've got a bit of a tickle in the larynx. What a quinky dink. It's gone before the gig, so I thought I was all right, and then oh. I rehearsed, and I'm like, I went too hard in rehearsal thinking I was all right, and then as the night went on, I got worse, and thought, oh, no. And so I got up there, and I just pushed out, and I got through it, and I just... It was a professional up there. You got through it. Did it go well? Went, went went really well. Went really well. Two Singapore girls were there from Singapore. You wouldn't believe it. Okay. That's a weird thing to say, but that's fine. They were there. I think one of them messaged me on WhatsApp the other day. I was like, eh, I think this is a scam, but I am replying. <laughs> so let me ask you this. How do you, you've been off the grog for a fair while. How do you go with the pre-gig nerves not being able to slam a few down? I'm a bit wired differently. I get scared on a train, a packed train, but seeing in front of people right. I'm pretty I'm okay with. You're in control yeah, of Yeah, I don't know why yeah, that is. Okay. It went well, it went well. We're called um Pleasure Chess, which I didn't know until recently is a sex shop in Sydney. Is it a really famous sex shop up here, yeah. Pleasure chest. It's big on the uh, Pleasure Chest. It's like f- the fan the symbol is like the fan of legs. So no chest, no chesting, no chesting. A lot of pleasure in there. A lot of um, a lot of fleshlights in there, which I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of wholesome content going on here. <laughs> Your lyrics are uh, pretty much just an inventory of that sex shop, aren't they? <laughs> Aisle three, fleshlight. Three <laughs> for This one goes out to the bloke in the trench coat who doesn't work here but sits up the back all day. <laughs> Okay. He's got one of those inverted sternums. Like, that's the pleasure chest. You know those little inverted cave sternums? There's always one bloke at PE who's got that. I'm like, what the fuck? You could have a bowl of soup out of that thing. My God, my mate didn't have a sternum at high school. Couldn't uh-huh. believe it. There's always one. There's always one. Every school needs it. It's like a quota system. Might have been a symptom from scarlet fever. Might have been the same kid. I've got a headache, nausea, and no sternum. Scarlet fever. <laughs> you give me fever. When you kiss me, fever, when you hold me tight Fever, in the morning, fever all through the night How was your week? Ah, mate, one of those weeks where it was just a buck short and a day late I had a real grass seed in the undies all week, nothing quite went right, you know (laughs) Yeah, more sayings than you can poke a stick at, but it's better than a poke in the eye with a burnt stick, and every dog has his day, so chin up, soldier, left leg, right leg, your body will follow. Not to throw any sayings your way. No, it was just one of those, I thought, right, I'm going to have to ramp up the fitness, not fitness, but like Jesus. get the old steps up so I can sleep, Yeah. and I decided I'll ride my bike to my kid's daycare and lock it up there and then drive ride it home afterwards, blah, blah, blah. One day, it was there, not even 24 hours, I put it there in the morning, I go to pick it up. Mate, they've hacked into it. They've stolen the front tyre. Good daycare, this I go to. <laughs> Real safe area in Carlton. H division. The tyre's gone. The frame's buckled. Absolutely totaled. The, the bike lock's off it. You know, things like that. So then I walked home and I thought, I'm going to treat myself here. So I went into like an op shop and I ended up buying this like framed um, picture, framed poster thing. Brought it home, hung it up. Literally, it was like something out of Faulty Towers. I put it up, spun around. The whole thing dropped off the wall. Smashed everywhere. <laughs> like, awesome. No worries. That's really handy. So And then, you know, little things like, for some reason, Spotify, I think I've got... 
too much storage on my phone, so it just cuts out all the time, Spotify. Oh. Just little things like that, walking down the street. I need other voices in my head than my own, and it, it wasn't handy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been <laughs> a big week, mate. It's been brain. a busy week. <laughs> I think I've got scarlet fever just from that bullshit story. <laughs> like the Ted Bundy type. Fucking ear cancer over here. Cool story, Hansel. Thanks, Olaf. What do you mean your Spotify? For some reason, it's not the headphones. It's just as I'm walking. <laughs> but it's something to do with the phone's position in my pocket. Because if I hold the phone on a certain angle, it won't cut out. So I end up walking down the line like I'm bloody Kaiser Soze just to try and listen to the Stone Roses. <laughs> it's bringing me down, man. It's bringing me down. Anyway, what can you do? Absolute gobbledygook. <laughs> I get so goddamn diuretic when I sit here, and my mouth just never stops. It really reminds me, actually, of your brother, Brod, friend of the pod, Brodders. Gobbledygook? Oh, yeah. No, I think it was him talking about bikes getting stolen, because I've had a bad run, and it's mainly because I'm an idiot, of, yeah. of getting my bikes nicked or, you know, <laughs> former girlfriend's bikes nicked when I borrow them, inverted commas, and just leave them locked up at a train station for a month. Anyway... He was telling me that at school, someone came to nick his, I think I don't know if it was his bike or one of his mate's bikes, and the bike was so shit <laughs> that when they went to get it, they'd stolen the bike lock. So the thief has managed to undo the bike lock, looked at the product and went, you know what, <laughs> even though it's that easy to break into, it's worthless, it's worth more than the actual bike. Julian Lowndes, was that whose bike it was, one of Brod's good mates. Friend of the up. pod. Julian Lowndes, Lowndes. The pod, one of the great men, doesn't say much, but you walk into a supermarket in Bendigo and he'll be there, just wandering around. Really? No re- yeah. He's a lurker. He's a lurker, just around. Some inverted sternum lurker. Looking for his bike. Oh, well, 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 you guessed it, it's Billy's Diary. Oh, it's time. Hey, mate, I'd say this is the penultimate. I reckon we're, we're only a couple of entries away from signing off on Billy's Diary. So. A reading from St. William to the uh, Maybe Dalians? It's, that's exactly right. It's sad times. Last time we left him, he was bored shitless and watching classics like Beetlejuice. So I don't know what we're going to have this time around. I was like my old man used to call our dog Billy Sir William of Carlisle because we lived on Carlisle Crescent. He used to say, I don't know why I was so Sir William funny, of Carlisle. G'day, Sir William of Carlisle. He's just a dog standing there rubbing his nuts. There is something nice about a dog with a human name. <laughs> yeah, it is good. Phil, come over here. It's just what? I always maintain every dog name, the key to a good dog name is two syllables. you got to be able to yell it. Yeah. Yell it and... Philip. Yeah, Philip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's when you're in trouble. Philip. <laughs> and when it's jovial, it's, oh, filthy. Filthy. And then it's tree time. It's lucky, Phil. This... Is Lucky Phil. Saturday, 22nd of April, 1989. Today, while Mum went to work, I did some jobs for Dad. First, I rode down to the shop and got a newspaper. Then, I did some work up the back with Dad. Tonight, we are going to Tia's house to sleep because Mum and Dad are going to see Rain Man. Oh, Rain Man. I underrated wow. Tom Cruise in that film. He, he really does help hold that thing together. And little fun fact, yeah, he's I hate good. when people say fun fact. Let me fucking determine if it's fun or not. Just give me the fact. It better be fun. It's better be nothing but fun. Like fun-sized chocolates. What? It's like five times smaller than the chocolate bar. You've got to reevaluate what your definition of fun is. <laughs> Why are fun-sized chocolate bars so small? 
Brain Dome Activity. You know what? I wish I hadn't brought it up now. When he's always looking up, pretending to be sort of all over the shop and rain manning it, all he did was look at there were two lights above him always lighting him so he would just glance between lights shocking fact shocking so boring (laughs) i am boring myself while i'm talking fuck oh mate oh my god put me out to pasture cut my ears off my god lend me your ears why because i'm about to pour cancer into them Absolute ear cancer. Fuck, man. No, I'm into real boring shit like that sometimes. I'm really into it. (laughs) Boring. Sunday, 23rd of April, 1989. Today was a busy day. First, mum and dad picked us up from Tia's house. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, righto. (laughs) It's going to have bugger all, isn't it? First, (laughs) mum and dad picked us up from Tia's house, and we went straight to soccer training at the school. Then, at 10.20am, when it finished... We went home and saw some TV. Okay. Saw some TV. Saw some. Saw some TV. Nothing on it. You just like (laughs) (laughs) just stared at the television at the back of it. I was gonna see some TV. It's like the ring when it seems crawling out. (laughs) (laughs) We saw some sort of wraith like figure crawl its wet body out of the TV. Anyway, Dad's dead. I saw a TV, so I put a schoolgirl's dress on and a blonde wig <laughs> and sat in front of it and looked at the static. It was amazing. When it finished, we went home and saw some TV before heading out towards my soccer game for Bacala. Bacala, okay. When we got home, it was 4.45. What's Bacala? Bacala's like a, a suburb. He must have been playing for them and Seaview Downs. Wow, what a journeyman. Oh, Bacala FC. So when we got home, it was 4.45, he's so accurate, and Sonny was asked to go and sleep over at Derek's next door. Dun, dun, dun. He's so accurate, but he is so arrogant. He thinks this is like the most entertaining. Wow. (laughs) It has probably run its race, but in fairness, it has given us bits of entertainment along the way. That's a really good point. Monday, the 24th of the 4th, 89. Today was boring until 3.45 p.m. When mum took me to work and gave me a flat top. <laughs> Did not see that coming. Oh my God. Okay. She's so bored. He's staring at the TVs. There's nothing happening. She's like, get that wig off. It's time to get a flat top. And he's like, oh flat my God. Flat top is in inverted commas and capital letters. Today was boring until 3.45pm when mum took me to work and gave me a flat top. It looks great. Mum said we will probably go to the football. Glenelg versus Port Adelaide. I'm going for Port, but everyone else is going for Glenelg. <laughs> and everyone else is going to be eating their food off my head. Shut up, flathead! I am warning you, that is enough of that. Hey, I had a flat top when I was probably around the same age as him. In grade four, I was ten. I remember my mum making it for me in the height of the vanilla ice days. Oh, yeah. And she kept banging on going, you're going to have to, like, blow dry this and really maintain it. And I'm like, yeah, 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 of course I will, of course I will. Cheers. Looked so, in my mind, mint for a day and then did nothing to it and just had, like, (laughs) I looked like TV's Patrick Duffy. Like, I had this weird buffont going on. It was odd. Very odd. It was the most shocking shower scene since Janet Lee met her maker in Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. When Patrick Duffy lathered up at the end of Dallas's eighth season, millions of viewers wondered if they'd just seen a ghost. Last entry for the day. Anzac Day, 25th of the 4th, 89. Today we went to football park and saw Glenelg beat Port Adelaide by eight points. I was fun. 
He's done it again. He's doubled He's done down. It again. He Flat was top. Fun. I was fun. Wow, wee. Oh, well, 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 you guessed it. It's Billy's Diary. That was oh. Billy's diary. I think next week will be the last entrance. Uh, we will be having a burning ceremony for it, so that will be coming up. So it's been it's been an absolute pleasure for Bill. I thought originally we were going to put it in the Museum of Shit <laughs> because there's a whole wing dedicated to your story about whether or not you washed your face and the first yeah. 15 minutes of this podcast from everything I've said. <laughs> and then we've got to... Maybe on entry you have to swear allegiance to Billy's diary at the Museum yeah. of Shit. Yeah, okay, done. done. In we order to enter. We won't burn it. We'll keep it alive. Yeah, we still might burn it. <laughs> we'll still burn it. Yeah, fuck it. We'll burn it. It's your answer for everything. Can we burn it? All right. Should we get into some sport, mate? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's start with football. Always something going on in the world game, and the new World Cup structure is out. Mace, there will be no shorter than 104 games played at the next tournament. Ridiculous. 104. It's good for us, that's for sure. (laughs) That's good for us. Mate, I worked it out with stoppage time. That is bang on an entire week. That is seven days of continuous football. That is an insomniac's dream. Well, hang on, hang on. Can an insomniac have a dream, or is that just a daydream? Oh. What's an insomniac's nightmare? Never being able to sleep? They're living it. <laughs> Maybe it's not an insomniac's dream. Morning, Dave. That's his <laughs> nightmare. When someone else wakes up from a great sleep. Yeah. Morning, Dave. <laughs> How'd you go? If anything, I overslept. Fuck it, hell. So instead of daydreaming, they day nightmare about other people getting rest. <laughs> Sonny's Musings Brain Dome Activity The new World Cup structure, is that for the American... 2026 in the US, yeah. So 48 teams, still groups of four. So you've Mm. got to play three games just to get through to like, what's that, the next 24. Yeah, it's, it's all over the shop. What's the reason for it? Is there any... Like, what are they thinking? It's just uh, more... It wouldn't be about cash. It wouldn't be about money at all. <laughs> Not be about money at all. If I know FIFA, this is for the good of the game and it's because it's what the fans want. You want a diluted competition where everyone plays. Unbelievable. Today, I feel like rotting the system. <laughs> Today, I feel disabled. Today, I feel uh, gay. 
Visit Saudi sponsorship has been scrapped as a major sponsor for the Women's World Cup. I hear it's to be replaced with Jar Moran's rifle range. <laughs> Canberra and Auckland look primed to be the lucky cities to next be added to the A-League in a year wow. or two. A Canberra team and an Auckland team. What do you I reckon like of that? I like it. I like it. What do you reckon Canberra and Auckland's names would be Ooh. in the A-League? Well, that's a question without notice. Ooh. Roundabouts. The Canberra Fireworks. The Canberra Poly. Canberra Fireworks. Okay, so the fireworks and then Auckland, the earthquakes, the Quakers, <laughs> too close to home. Sure, there'd be a name in that documentary, Once Were Warriors. There'd be one there, wouldn't there? Auckland. The cook the men some eggs. Auckland eggs. The Auckland eggs. <laughs> and this week, the fireworks were shell-shocked. You're right about that. The yolk's on them because the Auckland eggs have scored two goals to an egg. Yeah, we'll work on it. <laughs> It'll be like the jack jumpers. You won't like it at the start, but you'll come around. Yeah, come yeah, around. yeah. And then you'll love the eggs. You'll love the eggs, for sure. What the fuck's going on? I asked for some eggs, bro. Cook the men some eggs. You want eggs? We'll have the bloody lot of them. It's okay, man. Cook the men some fucking eggs. Part robot, part Viking, part alpaca. Erling Haaland bangs in five. <laughs> count them five for Man City in Europe. And follows up with a teeny little hat-trick in the FA Cup quarters. Clearly some diminishing returns there. Hey, just on Haaland, just the, the facial mm. structure of Haaland. Well, what do you reckon he it's looks a, like? like a Danish fish. <laughs> what do you mean a Danish fish? Like you can't leave the borders of the Danish. It's like his old man had sex with a fish. And this is what like popped out like <laughs> like a salmon or something. He's probably got scarlet he, fever, oh, mate. It's like the biggest crammed together face. It's so weird, and the fl- and the tight ponytail at the back. It's it's all over the shop. It's a total Ben Brown rebuild style. His face has got those tight features where it almost looks like he's had like a scuba diving incident. <laughs> like he's taking the mask off too quickly, sucked his eyes he's out. He's got a bit. the bends. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why he's so good with his head. He's just wobbling about up there with the bends. That's what the whole Ben's album's about. It was about Mr. Harland who had sex with a tuna. It was super. Con- it was a conceptual album. You wouldn't Those could it. actually be Radiohead lyrics. Harland's dad fucking a salmon. Harland's dad fucking a salmon. Ah, oh, it's so stupid. Zlatan Ibrahimovic becomes the oldest player to score in Serie A. He's age 41 and has now scored in each of the last four decades across various European teams. The ponytailed one. And Ange Posta-Clagglue wins again. <laughs> we can pretty much just copy and Posta-Clagglue paste that line every week. Scottish kids' walls are just covered Plastered in Clagglue. The proof is in the pudding, and the pudding in this case... Is a football. Booth, eat my goal. To cricket now, another sensational finish to a Kiwi test. Tazzy's little sister limping over the line on the very last delivery of the match with B-grade Hank Scorpio impersonator and permanently unplugged excitement machine Kane Williamson taking care of business, scampering home for the one-run win. ODI series against India has begun after the 2-1 test series loss that Australia had on the subcontinent. Good to see the big show back in action and Stark ripping stumps out. Good preparation for the World Cup this year. Yes, this year, mate. Wow. Big show's a chance to play the Ashes? Uh, I don't think that's probably going to be on the cards. 
If he was fit, he probably would have been a huge chance to play in India. But no, nah, at the moment, I don't think he'd be up there in the pecking order on the English decks. Any more brain busters? <laughs> Ash Gardner has turned it on in the WPL with a match-winning half-century and a brace of wickets. And speaking of things getting turned on in cricket, fair segue, Tim Payne, former skipper and turned-on gloveman, has texted his retirement from all forms of cricket. No picks, please, Timmy. <laughs> G'day, legend. Congrats on the retirement, legend. I know you said your texting days were over, legend, but thought you'd make an exception for a fellow legend, legend. I took your advice and have been Texting Jenny pics of my lump of coal. She's belting out hill songs like I'm the minister for sexy times. Legend. Hmm. Minister for se- Hey, Jenny! Think I've just scored myself another job. <laughs> Legend. P.S. Legend, can you teach me to use the phone's Zoom? Legend. To basketball. Curry drops 50. Jar ants gun-toting antics take their toll. The Grizzly star has served an eight-game ban after wielding his weapon around at a strip club and wisely electing to broadcast it live on insane. Instagram. Insane. More importantly than the eight games on the pine, have you seen this? The Grizzlies have shifted their entire approach no. to road trips, Mace. Now players are going to be forced to travel home immediately from the, quote, glitzier cities like Miami. <laughs> So basically, if you're in a night, if you're at a party town, you got to go home. Fair slant on Memphis as a town. I play for Memphis. I'm not allowed to go to a fun city. I have to go straight home to Memphis. They're a strange team. Right? They're yeah. very hateable. The old Grizzlies at the moment. They're just I don't know what's going on with them. But the gun-toting stuff's probably yeah, not helping. Yeah, that wouldn't be helping, would it? Good Lord only knows all the stories it could tell when granddaddy's gone. Granddaddy's gun, motherfuckers. Yo, what's up? It's your boy John Moran from the Memphis Grizzlies. Huh. We should be called the Memphis Grizzlies. Then the Utah Jazz should be called the Utah Grizzlies. And then the New Orleans should be called the New Orleans Jazz. Oh, 
Sorry, little music for y'all, but let's not get sidetracked. Shoot your shot at the Jaws Rifle Range right in the middle of downtown Memphis. Safe as houses. We have all sorts of shooters when you come to my range. Uzis, rifles, shotguns, and my favorite, the stripping 9mm handgun, which I can engrave my name into with every bullseye. Try our kids' meal, which is a handgun with a thousand bullets plus large fries and chicken strips for $39.99. You know I dig those chicken strips, baby. Or come into our live stream room where you can bury your career in a matter of minutes by streaming all your gun-toting action. Jaws rifle range, baby. Shoot that shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha-ha! Still on basketball, and Michael Jordan yeah. looks set to sell the Charlotte Hornets. He's currently the only black owner in the NBA, Mace. So if he goes, there'll be no choc chip in the cookie, which doesn't <laughs> seem quite right. He's a terrible owner. Uh, Is he? You don't like what he's done at the Hornets? No, no. The draft picks he's picked. Adam Morrison. Did you ever hear about Adam Morrison, the third pick in the 06 draft? Wow, that's a throwback. No. Taking it to the low post here. One of the strangest blokes. Look like David Koresh with 2020 vision starting a bonfire. Excuse me, it what? Was just out of control. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like what? You shut who and what now? David Koresh with twenty twenty vision. So not David Koresh at all, because David Koresh was really famous for the glasses. <laughs> That's fine. So he looked like a homeless dude. He looked like me. And then what was the last bit? Starting a what? Starting a bonfire. A bonfire. <laughs> so why is he starting a bonfire? Or like, why is that his look? <laughs> I don't know. Where have you plucked but... this lookalike from? That conjures <laughs> no image in my mind's eye. <laughs> It would be David Koresh. So no glasses, which means you uh-huh. can see. Yeah. <laughs> you following? Yeah, unfortunately. This sounds like a candidate for the Museum of Shit. <laughs> Here's a nice piece of shit. What's his name? Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison. He was okay. a gun in high school and then came and he's just... Why is he starting a bonfire? Sorry, what's know. going on? I just on? felt like, you know, there's a big fire at Waco. I don't know. Koresh was into fires. Yeah, it wasn't really... a bonfire. Like, they drove tanks into it. <laughs> Again, all we ever get from you, we'll just set it on fire. Hey, speaking of fire... Shyla Hill, Ugh. son of alleged bully boy Hill, her fire is leading the injured Lauren Jackson's Flyers 1-0 in the WNBL oh, wow. finals. And this week saw the Sydney Kings go back-to-back as NBL champs, three games to two over the plucky New Zealand Breakers. Gee, there were some characters in this oh, final. What a final. What a great game. Game five. Absolute belter, yeah, They really it? shut the bed in that fourth quarter, didn't they? The old Breakers are up by seven. They just couldn't hold on to it. I thought it was going to happen. Okay, a couple of things here. How's the coach? Oh, his name is Chase Buford. Oh. He's two from two in his first two seasons. He looks like he failed the audition for playing the lead role of American Psycho for being too psycho. <laughs> like he's got the slick Rick hair. He just screams at people. He was so intimidating, like real rich white American energy of like, I will slice you to pieces and daddy will pay for me to get off. Yeah. Look, looks like, like a coked out. Producer in Hollywood, or something. he looks like a David Koresh with twenty twenty. The like <laughs> could start a bonfire. I love that anyone could look like David Koresh without glasses. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a female clean shaven David Koresh with twenty twenty. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I tell you what, I loved though during the free throws. You know they always hold up things to distract people. Yeah. The Kings home fans got to give it to them. They had some belters. They had a massive cardboard cutout of Tony Abbott eating the onion. 
That was a good one. That's great. They had Sexy Flanders, which was really strong as well. <laughs> well, and they also had the two biggest blokes in Sydney sitting on the front court side in Andrew Bogut and Luke Longley. That's right. Get out the way, mate. And also, there was a, I don't know who the other owner is in the hibiscus shirt. The only thing louder than his shirt was him. He was going absolutely apeshit. <laughs> the funny thing with the free throws, though, is that all those signs are there to distract you. And all I could look at was the massive sign that said bar with arrows going down it. I'd be like, damn. I'd be shooting right all night, I reckon. Congrats to the Kings. No one really likes you. Can't stand you. Speaking of Bogut. Andrew Bogut, gee, the segues are flying today. Bogut tweets about a trans player joining the NBL One. I'll read Bogut's tweet out. Yeah, I? please. Word is NBL One South women will have a biological male, capital letters, playing this upcoming season. Are you okay with sacrificing the sanctity of female sport in the name of, inverted commas, inclusion? Hashtag girl dads, where are you? The hashtag is trendy. Until action is needed. Oh, man. There you go. It's just like the... Learning a lot from the bogeyman. When dumb people try to be smart, just don't. Oh, yeah, I know. All too well, mate. <laughs> All too well. I'm staring Sound at it. Sound familiar? And you're staring at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard work to sound this dumb. What do they look like? They're in the computer. They're in the computer? I didn't know the hashtag girl dads was trendy. The hashtag is trendy until action is needed. Wow. I didn't even realise that was trendy. Hey, girl dad. That's crazy talk. As a hashtag girl dad, I'm sick of just being trendy. It's time for action. <laughs> All right. Oh, thanks, Bogey. I've got nothing against people that want to transition as adults. I've got nothing against what they want to do with their daily lives. I've got nothing against what they do in the bedroom. Don't care. None of my business. You're an adult. Go for your life. Do whatever makes you happy. I do have an issue, however, that you know you, you feel that you need to infiltrate female and women's sports, period. To baseball and the Aussie fingerers courageously go down. <laughs> hmm. Actually, sounds a bit like a rounding of third base. They went down 3-4 to the Cuban Cigars in the quarterfinals of the World Baseball Classic. But the big scene was over in the Puerto Rico game where, I don't know if you saw this, Mace, Edwin Diaz, the Puerto Rican pitcher, he's had a bit of a mixed week. He just signed a contract with the Mets worth a paltry $102 million. He then goes on to pitch his nation to victory. Puerto Rican team celebrate by storming the mound and it stacks on the mill and... Edwin Diaz has done his right knee and will be out for the year. No way. (laughs) Yeah. The Patella fella is gone. (laughs) Two words for you, mate. Unlucky. That is horrible. Two more words. Insurance. (laughs) What a peanut. Thanks, teammates. Appreciate it. I think my legs might be broken, but I'll I'll try to stand up. Yes, they are broken. Perhaps you could toss me a band-aid or some antibacterial cream. I'm in an extraordinarily large amount of pain. The bone has gone through the skin. I fear it might be gangrenous. The wound is beginning to smell a little like almonds, which is not good. Please? No one? I'll try the other leg. Oh! To tennis. Djokovic is banned from Miami due to no vaccination. That's a shame. One of the glitzier tournaments going around, according to the Grizzlies. <laughs> F1 now. And Aussie Oscar Piastri has disgraced himself by actually finishing. He came in at 15. Wow. But the big story was Alonso at the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, who came in third. Then it was stripped off him 40 minutes after the podium because of a time delay. Then they protested overnight, and he's now got third again. 
Unbelievable. I was watching the end of this race and they were saying how he might have it stripped off him while he's on the podium drinking champagne with models around him. And I was like, I don't think he cares if he gets stripped <laughs> off him. And guess what, Mace? Here's a direct quote from Alonso. I was on the podium. I did the pictures. I took the trophy. I celebrated with champagne. And yeah, now apparently I have three less points. I don't have 15. <laughs> I have 12. It doesn't hurt, to be honest. He doesn't give a rat's ass. He's flying fuck, does he? We'll give you the points for third, but you don't get to celebrate. Or you can finish fourth technically, but you get to party. Give me the fourth on the podium. That's, Every time. How would they amp themselves up, the F1 drivers? Do you reckon they'd be pumping like... Just in a room full of mirrors, I reckon. Yeah. They're pretty egotistical. <laughs> they just get in a room full of mirrors and not leave until it fogged up with their own self-adoration. Would they have watched Days of Thunder? Would they have got right into a bit of Tom Cruise action? A lot of Cruise talk today. Yeah, I, I've heard Alonso had it translated into Spanish and he plays that through his headphones the entire race. <laughs> I feel the need, need para la velocidad. <laughs> velocidad? Speed? Velocity? Oh, no. Marco, Marco, do you watch Diaz de Trueno to get in the mood for the fa- for the race? He gets into the pit stop. He's like, can you believe that they 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 met on set and got married? What a beautiful power couple, eh? Alonso, <laughs> your rear left tire's blown out, mate. You may die if you don't corner well. Such a shame that they did not stay together. I think eyes wide shut was probably the death knell for their relationship. <laughs> okay, Alonso. Tom Cruise was very good in Rain Man. Very good in Rain Man. No one thinks that. No Shot so. underrated in Rain Man. Hey, can you pump in Rain Man? Fun fact about Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they, mate? <laughs> Keep driving, dickhead. Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise. To NRL, the yeah. National Rugby League, and another chapter is inked into the Book of Feuds. What a great term that is, Book Amazing. of Feuds. Incredible. With the Chooks scraping home to victory over the Rabbits. Speaking of terms, the Battle of Brisbane is this wow. Friday, and this is massive. They're top of the table. It's Dolphins versus Broncos. It's the Kevolution at Brisbane versus the Supercoach Wayne Bennett. What do we think of the name, Battle of Brisbane? <laughs> oh, I'm just getting my head around Kevolution, that's for sure. Battle of Brisbane. Oh, yeah, it's strong. <laughs> it is real strong. B.O.B., Battle of Brisbane is unfucking real Unbelievable, You like mate. it? Okay, Huge good, fan. good. It's going to be 50,000 there. It's going to be going right off. Outright top of the table, whoever wins this. Hopefully they can all actually remember it. Because concussion is all the rage. There's a class action lawsuit coming to the fore for the NRL. And they've now implemented a mandatory 11-day break for the concussed. 11 days seems quite specific. Anyway. So specific. (laughs) So specific. (laughs) 10, two weeks. Yeah, go 11. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. To athletics. The high jump pioneer Dick Frosby drops off the perch. Or perhaps more aptly, he flops over it. He was aged just 76. So he is the Frosby flop. Yeah, yeah, he invented it in 68 at the Mexico Olympics. Wow. It must have blown their minds. Everyone's scissor kicking and then this bloke just diagonally running and then diving over it headfirst backwards. Unbelievable, yeah. But you know what? Like, okay, so he wins gold in 68. And everyone goes, all right, well, this is the way forward. Is it that good an invention? Would someone else have just found out or done it themselves? Like, everyone knows Christopher Columbus. What a great explorer. But we would have found the States without you, mate. Like, it's a fairly sizable landmass. I feel like this could be the same thing. Like, surely he's not the first human to jump head first. I think it's just the alliteration. Frosby flop. Sounds good. (laughs) Stick with it. Right. Dick Frosby. Great name. Great name. Dick Frosby. Great death. How'd he die? Uh, lymphoma, I believe. I think he clipped the lymphoma bar on the oh, way through and God. was disqualified. That's not funny. 
No. Way to bring up cancer, dude. <laughs> if only you had the 2020 vision of David Koresh. It's a great song. Totally. I have cancer. I was wrong. I was wrong. It was, it was weird. It's weird like that. It's not too soon. It doesn't sound cool. And finally, my Monday night into a football team, the FC Diggerbats, had a resounding 5-1 victory last week heading into tonight's semi-final wow. against Dijon FC. Come on, That's boys. Right. Come on, boys. It's a big night. It's a big night down at Futsal Oz. And Mace's inner city Barada had the bye. Did you manage to get over it in your current Just form? got over him. Yeah, we're back, baby. We're back. Good to hear. Hey, little audible here. Yeah. I'm taking you now to country Victoria around Riddles Creek, where if I'm getting the facts and stats incorrect, bear with me, but the under-12 grand final of local country cricket, where twins Finbar and Roisin were at 10 and 11 and needed two runs to win. They were at the crease. Yeah. Reluctant number 11. Roisin had already done her work with the ball. She came out to bat after there was a wicket with the first ball the last over. They needed two to win, five deliveries to go, and an absolute speedster bowling in. Tear away. First ball, playing a miss straight to the keeper. Next one, playing a miss straight to the keeper. Next ball, they need two off the last three. A big whoosh outside off, misses it. The keeper, of his glove, goes for a oh. bye. They scamper through for one. She's relieved, oh. Roisin. She's at the non-strikers end. They only need one to win. The fielder takes oh. a ping at the stumps, and there's an overthrow. <gasps> they go again. Brother and sister win the premiership, and neither of them score a run. Zero not out of peace in one of the great that, family partnerships. So shout out. Oh, that is incredible. Isn't that a sports story? That is amazing. That's awesome. Who's not strike? There it is. They go this will be out, surely. Ah, it's out. It's going to be run out. Oh, that's it. South Africa out. Donald didn't run. I cannot believe it. Australia go into the World Cup final. Ridiculous running with two balls to go. Good names, Roisin and who was it, the other name? Finbar, the Finstar, the Finstagram. Finbar and Roisin. Yeah, they're a uh, good wow. friend of the pod, Uncle Buckets. Uh, that's his niece and nephew out, out in the country. Oh, congrats, guys. Didn't get all the info, oh, but that's good enough. Now, mate, are we heading back in time? Of course we are, my friend. <laughs> Take me. Let's do this. Welcome to Mace's Retro Headlines. Haven't I got someone today? Oh, yeah. One of the great men of my life now. He's my new hero. His name is Doc Ellis. Doc Ellis. And you've been scouring for this? I've been scouring a lot. I've been using OMO this time on my screen. FOMO? A bit of uh, steel wool. <laughs> OMO. Oh, OMO. <laughs> <laughs> How do you use FOMO on your screen? I, I don't know. <laughs> I have to ask Gomo. One of the great stories. Yeah. It was in the 1970s. Was baseball's great psychedelic myth took place five decades ago. Wowzers. But the man behind it was far more than an amusing side note in the sports history. Oh, I like this. Quote from Doc Ellis, I'm as high as Georgia Pine. <laughs> My favourite line... <laughs> Georgia pie or pine? Pine, pine like the tree. Georgia pine. Okay. I was like, Georgia pie? How high is that? It's delicious. <laughs> I want some Georgia pie. I think it's got some mushrooms in it. This is a it? man who played a no-hitter right. in the 70s. So How for do anyone who doesn't it? know, a no-hitter is when yes. a pitcher throws a game where no one scores a run off them effectively. So you win that match 2-0. Very difficult to do. And it's only about, I think it's only under 250 no-hitters have been recorded in baseball history. In history. And they play four times a day all year round, so it's pretty slim pickings. 
insane. He he did this on LSD. Fantastic stuff. What a way to approach You'd it. Be, you must look at this guy as a god. My favourite line from the article is, Alice claimed to have pitched every game of his career under the influence of something. Well, they're all on uppers back in the day. They're all on benzos and ah. stuff to fire up. How's that? Fuck, he'd be a good hang at Meredith, though, wouldn't he? Be a great hang. You just got oh, him on the right Sorry, I've just got to duck out and pitch a no-hitter. I'll <laughs> see at the Pink Flamingo bar. <laughs> Let me read you a bit of this. Yeah, please. Alice's performance for the Pirates against San Diego Padres on Friday, 12th of June, 1970, was not exactly a pitching masterclass. Alice recorded no. more walks, eight, then strikeout six. <laughs> eight! Hit another batsman. Allowed three stolen bases and was bailed out by a highlight reel play in the field by second baseman Bill Marazowski. On your bill. Center fielder Matty Alou. Wow, Malou. <laughs> I had no idea what he was So he was on. just wild. He was like, so he was hitting people. He was walking them. Oh. They must have been freaked out. I go on, but considered the circumstances, quote here from the doc, I started having a crazy idea in the fourth innings that Richard Nixon was behind home plate. <laughs> Yeah, totally normal. <laughs> he recounted years later to the New York Times, and once I thought I was pitching a baseball to Jimi Hendrix, who to me was holding a guitar and swinging it over the plate. Fucking hell, fair effort to get Hendrix out as well. Oh, yeah. Found time to do that. <laughs> a real yeah, trouble no. with that. A southpaw coming in, just you wouldn't have an idea what he's, what he's doing behind there. We moved to the bottom of the ninth on a no-hitter, leading to nothing. It was easier to pitch with the LSD because I was so used to medicating myself. It's just an amazing story. I've just looked this story up, yeah. and the thing that I like mm. is that the pitcher mm. came up, the catcher, sorry, Richard Nixon, Dick Nixon's <laughs> come up to him at one point and gone, hey, mate, what's going on? You're not reading the signals. You're throwing every goes, mate, I'm seeing five of everything. <laughs> so the catcher had to put fluorescent tape on his fingers what? so that when he gave the signals, he would... No, like, okay, I can see one fluoro thing. It's a fastball. I can see two sort of blurry fluoro things. That's not a fastball, I guess. Clearly didn't work. He's still hitting people on the bombs. Oh, I love the story of the, the lead-up to the game. Yeah, right. Where, with a day off on Thursday as the Pirates arrived in San Diego for their first West Coast road trip of the season, Alice decided to make the short journey to his hometown of LA. Sure. Since the team didn't play until Friday night. So he rented a car and dropped a tab of acid, as you do. Sure, a bit of R&R, sure. <laughs> Timing it so it would hit right as he arrived at the home of a friend's girlfriend. What's wrong with you, she said. Sure. He said, I'm as high as a Georgia pine. High as a kite, everybody. Goofballs. The old friends <laughs> caught up over heroic amounts of booze and marijuana until Alice drifted off to sleep. <laughs> heroic amounts. Crikey. <laughs> That's an AB-style drinkathon. It is in Cheech. Really <laughs> that is <awesome>. intense. Heroic <laughs> amounts. Strap your cape on, mate. We're putting away heroic amounts. Crikey. He dropped more acid after waking from what he thought was a cat nap, believing it's right. still to be Thursday. That's when his friend entered the room with the <laughs> newspaper in hand and an unmistakable look of concern. Not only were the Pirates scheduled to play a doubleheader that day, but Alice was scheduled to pitch in four hours in a different city. Fantastic. Fair Alice... cat nap. <laughs> I'm just going to drift off for five minutes. Slept through a whole day. Alice's immediate reaction as he recalled it, what happened to yesterday? <laughs> uh, do you recall being high as a Georgia pine? Yeah, join the dots, Doc. She told me, you better get up. You got to go pitch. I said, pitch? I pitch tomorrow. Hell, what are you talking about? Because I had got up in the middle of the morning and took some more acid. 
She grabbed the paper, brought me the sports page, and showed me, boom. I said, oh, wow. What happened to yesterday? This story is incredible. Absolutely So what, he, then he has four hours to get to the ground, and then he just pitches the lights out. Lights out. No hitter. He kind of hit, he kind of hit the wow. story for years because he got signed by Steinbrenner. Oh, yeah, the big Stein would have loved that. Big Stein, but he didn't want to have the wrath of George and his uh, calzones. Excellent little calzone you got there, Costanza. Okay, I'm a little jealous. They're a very superstitious breed, baseballers. I'm surprised he didn't think, yeah. oh, this is going to be a hell of a pregame if I have to do this every time. Yeah. Heroic <laughs> amounts two days beforehand. Sleep through an entire day, drop more acid. <laughs> Crikey. All right, good on you, Doc. Story was only revealed in the last 20 years, which is the most amazing thing. But wow. there's not much footage. The MLB hasn't hasn't allowed any footage of the game. We'll source some footage. We'll find some. We'll source something, mate. But we'll amen source to the some. doc. Ah, oh, great He's work, He's up there in the prayer every week for me. Yeah, we pray to doc. Our pen, doc. Our pen. Our pen. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Mate, you can take me clothes, but there's one thing you're really missing out on. It's Sunny Sports Headlines. I'll be back. All right, mate. it's time to unpack the major sporting suitcase of the week, and footy is back. Unfortunately, that means BT and Brayshaw are both back, but hey, the AFL is among us. Are you excited? Very excited, mate. Very, very, very excited. It feels right when the footy's back. You summed it up beautifully on Thursday night where you're a Tigers fan, halfway through the Tigers-Blues game. Someone asked you, you know, how do you feel? And you said, I love it and I hate it. Love that footy's back and I hate that footy's back. And that sums it up, doesn't it? It's like, oh. It really sums it up. And that hatred and love started as a young kid, Sonny, going to the games with the old man and making me stand at every game at the G, the old man, never sat. No. Like a stand in M10 with all the hooligans. That's when so I realised that... How are you yeah. and your old man, Richmond, and your brother, Hawthorne? It's a good bloody question, mate. There's a bit of a traitor in the ranks. Yeah, right. He jumped ship. A, a rat. He's older than you, Gnawing so he, away. he lost the firstborn and then got you back. When Broad was about very young, the Hawks were unbelievable in the late 80s. So he's a bandwagon jumper. Oh, he's a big bandwagon jumper. And all our cousins go for Hawks. Okay. So he saw. he just saw... The rock star, they had the Dermy, they had the Dippers, they had all the, the rock stars in the team, and he just got caught up in it. He just got absolutely caught up in it, and he's been basically blackballed in the whole family for years because of it. Yeah. The old man's never loved him. The old man never <laughs> loved him. <laughs> Breaking news here. The old man doesn't love you. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Breaking news. My old man never liked me. When he took me hunting, he gave me a three-minute head start. <laughs> and on the way home, he tied me to the fender, put the deer in a car. The time I asked my old man if I can go ice skating on a lake, he told me to wait till it gets warm. My vision, for some reason, on, on the screen the other day cut out, and all I had was the indecipherable gobbledygook of Brayshaw and BT. And I was like, I can't do it. Oh, I, I'm, I'm getting too old. I'm like, ah, the quarters are too long, and I, I have to listen with the sound down and play like classical music oh. in the background like a serial killer. They're absolute nuffies, those. I can't it's too believe much. they get to do that. It's too much. I am up here getting ready for the game, and I've just seen that crap from Harry. He's a big poofter. I mean, give him this one, Harry. Not, not, you can't be doing the old uh, royal wave, Harry. Fair enough getting mate. Next thing, you'll have your mum and dad out there. Speaking of nuffies, Sonny. Yeah, the, mate. Learning about an AFL nuffie was a for a young mace. It was um, 
standing there with the old man yeah. and just being surrounded by absolute psychos who used to say things like, fence him, when they'd see a player coming <laughs> along the sideline. Fence him, fence him, fence him. That's it. It's not a bloody verb. Then, you can't fence someone, can you? <laughs> not even fences with swords say fence him. So yeah, he's <laughs> so up, mate. Tigers weren't getting out of the midfield. He'd say, "Psycho would say, the centre line's getting stale. The centre line's getting stale. Getting stale. Okay. Stale centre line. I played football as a kid, and there was a bloke who used to yell out, you're playing like a stale loaf of bread.' It's like, okay, well, when Rate it. it's an odd Rate move, it. It's, it was just confusing as a ten-year-old. Are we supposed to play like a fresh <laughs> loaf of bread? Like, what's the alternative? I don't get it. <laughs> Good the day that I became a complete AFL nuffy was when I saw a guy get bashed, mm. kicked out, and somehow got back in, still covered in blood, Great. and watched the whole game. Sure. Covered in blood. Oh, mate, you can, you can get away with stuff at the footy that you shouldn't really be able to get away with in society. And part of me thinks, like, okay, this is good. This is uh, a primal way that this idiot can get rid of their testosterone and not bash someone. But then you see people get bashed as well. It's like, ah, uh, hang on. We just can't be trusted. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Well, it's going to be an interesting. It's a pretty wide open year. Half of the teams, mate, yeah. have new captains. Nine new captains. Incredible. That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. I was looking at a few retro round games they had on the other day. And I reckon mm. I, I've got a rough way of picking when a game is through different errors, right? So, <laughs> 50s and 60s, you've got the mud era. Like, modern drainage has killed many a murky spectacle. <laughs> you see mud, it's like, right, 50s, 60s, no worries. 70s and 80s <laughs> is the hairy era. So, just real hairy-shouldered yeah. men. Like, real men. <laughs> and you hit the 90s to the early 2000s, we're looking at smooth skin. Real smooth skin era. Real skinner. No more hair. <laughs> and then the, mid, time you then the you. mid-2000s to <laughs> now, basically, is the tattoo era. So, it went... Mud, yeah. hair, smooth, tats. It does. What do you reckon? They're it the errors. They're the footy errors. If you put the 80s with a bit of the hair, a lot of good hair. A lot of good hair. Now, well. now it's the sort of, a lot of rude sort of short back and side mullet style hairdos. I reckon you had long hair these days, you'd just get it pulled, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, that's what I did. Hey, I want to hear about, you're a Tigers fan. <laughs> I want to hear about your thoughts on the season yeah. ahead, but I also want to hear about, so last year... As a Brisbane fan, going to that prelim, I genuinely don't know how I would handle a grand final. I was a wreck the whole week. And the day of, I was my nerves were no good. Like, absolutely no good. How did you go at the granny? Oh, it was it's the longest day of your life. Yeah. And especially the halftime in the third quarter, when the game sort of in the balance was terrible. I ate six sausage rolls <laughs> at the game. Hang on, what? You just walked six. up the back and ordered six sausage rolls or what? Well, I went with mum. Yeah. And she knows when I get nervous, I want all I want to do is eat. So she had in her pockets you stress she had eight. four sausage rolls. She's an enabler. She's she set you up. What one for each quarter? <laughs> what a weird <laughs> like Pez dispenser of snag <laughs> rolls. <laughs> Fair enabler. Oh, just eight of them. I had the worst heartburn after it. You just ate hoofs, nose, and toes, and freaking ears. <laughs> I just get six hoof rolls. Thanks. Six hoofs. Fuck out now, heartburn. You're lucky you're alive. <laughs> Yummy! It's the epitome of what you said yep. before. You love it and hate yeah. it. You're constantly in a hatred of, oh, I can't get through this game. And then when you win, 
Oh, you've got the keys to the city if you win the flag. When Richmond won it and they're walking on parked cars and getting away with it, yeah, it was oh just like, right, oh, this is bedlam. This is a zombie apocalypse. Absolutely incredible. But you reckon you're a chance this year, the, the Lions? Oh, I think we'll do the same as every year. We'll flatter to deceive. We'll win a lot at home. We'll make finals and we'll lose in Melbourne. We got the hoodoo <laughs> off the back last time around at the G a little bit. But yeah, it's yeah, I'm not too I'm not too confident with it, to be honest with you. They haven't started well. They didn't start well around one. I don't actually like the way the Tigers looked either. Already off them, are you? Um, I'm completely off them. I think they're just a bit too old. Hey, are you still, are you still texting Koch? No, I still... So what happened there? You did you you got the generic membership like thanks for being a member text and just what decided to have a one way conversation with him? I got a membership uh, message from him years ago saying hi, it's Trent Cochin here, and I just thought, sure. oh, how good's this? Trent's added my number, <laughs> so I thought I'm going to add him. I started sending him texts and seeing if he'd get back to me, and he did. He always got back to me with a general pay six weeks for your membership, and I thought, oh, that's a bit rude. <laughs> But I um. What sort of shit are you texting him? Well, he wrote to me from Kochi Mason. Become a 2016 <laughs> member. In my head, I'm like, I already am. What are you doing? Be part of a strong and bold future. Reply, join, and we will call you. Opt out. Stop. Okay. I thought, ooh, that's a weird one at the end. So I wrote, yeah. I will digs. Just need to get some mauler <laughs> together, and then I'll sort. How fizzing are you for this Sunday? Fancy a bite to eat on Saturday? That Huxter burger joint on Smith Street is supposed to be mint. <laughs> Cheers, man. And then the little emoticon with the glasses. So I thought it'd be pretty cute if he got back to me. <laughs> and so he got back to me. All right. He got back to me. Oh, what do you have to say about Huxter He said, Mason, join as a Richmond FC member and be part of our strong and bold journey in 2016. Again, Trent, I am a member. He's very formal. He's very formal. Really formal. In fairness, I always sign my messages off to you saying opt out, stop. So it could just be a new thing. Well, I knew it was him because it didn't look the same as last time because he put in the end, get your membership packed before Christmas. And I thought, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe he's a hint in there he wants to hang out. So I write, man, I'm heading away (laughs) over Christmas. So I won't be celebrating with the fam. You head into your mum's joint? Tell her I'll give her the present next time I'm round. I'll sort the membership out at the start of the new year, digger. Just got no cashiola at the mo. You're still coming to kiss my grass on Oz Day, yeah? What? What was that? It was an old festival at Sydney, uh, Sydney Mine Music Bowl. I thought he might. I thought I might see him there. <laughs> and then lastly, did he get back to you? Did he, he ever did, get he back did, to he you? Did, he wrote. I don't and know I why I'm finding it, this so amusing. It's so stupid. And I knew it was him. I knew it was definitely of him. Of course it was him. In capitals, last chance. Oh. Mason, become a 2016 Richmond FC member. I said, Mate, mate. what are they on about? Come on, Koch. Flights and accommodation and, and six interstate games. Are you with us? And I was like, man, of course. So I wrote, mate, what was that bird's name we were having a crack at the other <laughs> night? She was mint as pie. Minter's pie. Should have given her the golden ticket, if you know what I mean. <laughs> nope. Beers after the game Thursday. A few potskis before Easter. How's the fam? <laughs> then I wrote, just because I realised, <laughs> no need to text me back. You blokes are having a Steffi Graf because they oh, lost. Oh, you, st- you turned. 
You opted out. Stop. Yeah, get back to me, Koch. When you've got a hairdo like Danny Southern, then we can talk. Oh, you turned. Shit, what time of the morning was that? Dad, see, you were drunk texting. That's not good, mate. Yeah. I think it appears originally in Freud's wit and its relation to the unconscious. And it goes like this. I'm paraphrasing. Um, I would never want to belong to any club that would have someone like me for a member. Gee, bit shit of Koch not to know you're already a member. That reminds me of good friend of the pod, Reggie, who's a big Melbourne D's fan from the Mighty Vic Hotel up the Vic Fuck the Rest. And he got his membership in the mail a few years back mm. And they'd copy and pasted it to the point where it was signed off Thanks for your loyalty, Coach Paul Ruse Cheers, no longer their coach <laughs> He also got one a few years ago when they were one win away Last round of making finals for the first time in years And on the Thursday before the game on the Friday They sent one going, guys, here's how you can get your finals tickets Blah, 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 cheers, they lost, didn't play finals <laughs> Well done, D's. What a kick in the dick. Mate, watching the D's the other night, some of their supporters, like forget the whole bullshit of like you know, cheese boards at the bloody uh, out in the snow. They were just the twerpiest entitled oh. kids. <laughs> Our mate next to us, good friend of the pod, Buckets, was sat there and I was looking at them with disdain. He must have been thinking the same thing as me. And he just started like imitating D's fans and the kids. And he was, they just started cheering. School's great. School's great. School's great. School's great. And anytime I see a D's fan now just waving their scarf around, school's great. It's like, oh, you twerp. Shardy wine drinking twerps. Major twerps. Major twerps. Smugness is not a good quality. Speaking of twerps in the crowd, we're talking about the commentators earlier being putrid, but what about radio at the ground? With the earpiece in. That guy. Always pacing. There's always that guy. Always a guy. Always a guy. I always said this when you don't... Someone's injured and you're like, where... Oh, yeah, there's that one guy. You turn to that guy and he just looks at and goes, hammy. Done his hammy. He's done. Jeremy Howe. Nah, it's compound. (laughs) He won't be back, mate. (laughs) The other one they do is the time. 30 seconds, guys. 30 seconds. (laughs) All right, mate. We're up by 10 goals. Fucking hell. It reminds me, actually, of... Back in the day at the Gabba, the Gabbatoire, watching the Brizzy Gabba. Bears, we're yep. sitting there. We would have been about 17 with our pre-mixed bottle of rum and Coca-Cola. And I'm with uh, mm. a few mates, including friend of the pod, Chris Gooch. Chris Batch, known as the Gooch. And he was a big <laughs> oafish dude. <laughs> I thought that was his last This <laughs> is, well, yeah. it'll be on the podium for dumbest things I've ever heard. There's a guy in front of us with the earpiece in on the radio. And we're playing the Cats and we're up by about 10 goals and it's nearly three-quarter time. And then they start kicking a couple and he starts going nuts, going, we win this, we come back here, we win this. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, fourth quarter, they start kicking a few back. They get within six goals. They get within five goals. They get within four. And this bloke in front of us, we win this, we win this on the siren, we win this. (laughs) Bang, they kick a couple more. They get to three goals, two goals. There's only about a minute left. We win this, we win this on the siren. Gooch, out of nowhere, launches his rum and coke bottle into the ground. It explodes and everyone looks at him and goes, what the fuck, mate? And he earnestly points at the bloke in front of him on the radio and goes, this prick knows the final score. (laughs) We're at the ground. Look up. They're They're playing now. It doesn't get more live than this. Thought he was on a on a delay from the car the cats fan with the radio. <laughs> Fuck uh, now. <laughs> and cheers, they did not win it on the siren. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot! 
Oh, what a loser! Obviously, some concussion stuff's pretty huge coming out of the first round. Yeah, Jeremy Howe injury. He was injured a few years ago when he first signed. Do you remember this? He got injured. He broke his finger in a frisbee incident, throwing a frisbee for his dog, and he couldn't play the first round. He was signed for Collingwood. <laughs> How good's that? That's the pizza shape incident all over again. Big time. You know what, though? It's Big nothing time. compared to a little-known Brisbane Bears player in 89, Mike Richardson. Don't know if you know Mike Richardson at all. No. <laughs> Iron Mike Richardson was out with an injury. He had a part-time job, wait for it, feeding sharks at SeaWorld. <laughs> you see where this is going? He got bitten by a two-and-a-half-metre grey nurse shark at work and was out so on the sports tonight timmy webster's come up and been like you know friggin joe blogs hammy six weeks old mate general soreness one week mike richardson shark bite indefinite (laughs) (laughs) fair injury hey mike where the fuck were you saturday oh shark bite no weak as piss look you stupid bastard you've got no arms left yes i have look just a flesh wound. Hey, we've got to talk about the man who's in charge but probably shouldn't be in charge, Gil. Inverted commas, resigning 11 months ago. What is going on with this farewell tour? How long? Beat it. Not many weeks. <laughs> Beat it, polo boy. <laughs> Honestly, the plums in that foppy-haired gob of his would have plums in their gob. He is, he's uh, some sort of Stalin-Hugh Grant hybrid. What is he doing? He's just treated like he's the greatest oh. CEO of all time. I think What's the go? I think he wants to stick around for the hero moment of announcing a Tassie team, but he needs to straddle the timeline of departure delicately here because he wants to leave after he sort of cuts the Apple Isles red tape and gets them a team, but he's got to get out before the class action of concussion suits come to bear because that's not going to be pretty either down the track. Absolutely not. And what's him doing banning him from... Oh, my God. Not- What's the go? So the AFL, if you're employed by the AFL, you cannot participate in footy tipping. Insane. Footy tips. Oh, I've got a bit of inside Insanity. info this week. Uh, I'm going to tip the draw. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fix is in. Footy tips. Calm down. Ridiculous. I'm not an umpire on the take. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's bizarre. He's banned everyone from footy tips. I would love to be in a workplace office that banned footy tips. Last job I started at... First week, the chicken in charge of HR goes, hey, you'd do footy tips, wouldn't you? I go, yeah, of course. I'd love footy tipping. Yeah, I'll do that. And they go, great. Get back to my desk. Two seconds later, there's an all-staff email. Cheers. Sonny has kindly put his hand up to run this year's footy tipping. No. Fucking not what I said. Up. Not what I said at all. Stitch I said I'd do what I always Stitch do up. and forget after two weeks and not put my tips in ever again. Stitch up. Every Monday morning, oh, so-and-so, Sue from Accounts has gone oh. with all the away teams and it's come up Trump's. Okay, now I wish we were banned. <laughs> hey, yeah. talking about Gil. Ah, another music from Sonny's Brain Dome. Ah, why don't you tell them as well, Yumi Sen? Sonny's Musing Sen. Ah, Kampai. Is polo the most unrelatable of all sporting pursuits? Polo. Ah, 
somebody up to on the weekend, mate? Just having to hit a polo, you know? You? Yeah, same. No way. No one's ever in our circles <laughs> no. said that. Polo. No way. Polo. Looks like too much work. you got to find a horse. <laughs> I think they provide the horse. you got to find a stick. Yeah, you got to wear a helmet. It's too much. I always like your call well, someone wearing a helmet in AFL. Just bullant. You just hear him. Just constantly shout, screaming. Bullant. bullant. Oh mate, Bullard. I'm looking forward to some of the uh, the mental giants at the footy. I was I was watching Brisbane play Essendon, our one MCG oh. game last year, and this bloke in bombers gear in front of me started firing up. I sort of had a word against him, and he turned around and he's got his daughter who was about eight years old next to him, and he goes, oh, "You got to fucking follow the fucking rules, haven't you?" I was like, "All right, mate, I'm gonna pull you up on a couple of things here. <laughs> awesome example you're setting there for the next generation. Uh, also." Got to follow the rules. Yeah, would have thought that's pretty rich coming from a club that systemically cheated the rules <laughs> ad nauseum and still didn't get success out of it. I was like, mate, just absolute viruses. Oh. His name is Cyrus Grissom, a.k.a. Cyrus the Virus. Speaking about boneheads, my dad has two classic bonehead plays where he went to the well, he went to the pub before the 1980 grand final and gave his ticket away and said, we'll be there next year. Oh, my God quote, will be there next year. It wasn't there till 47 years later, 37 years later. He gave his ticket away. Gave his ticket away to my mum and said, oh, we'll be there oh, next year. Oh, that's all right. That's a, that's a love story. Look, that's lovely. We'll be there. She watched us beat Collingwood by 400 points, and then it took 37 Fuck. years to get into the next one. Fair hoodoo. Fair hoodoo. He also stood up, and the yeah. Ponsford stand in was that angry and just shouted, It's official! I hate umpires! <laughs> and walked out. Well, we're waiting for the official word. What does he mean it's official? Uh, he's finally made it official. Ah, <laughs> oh, you wouldn't believe it. It's been certified. He hates umps. <laughs> it's official. Fucking right, oh, mate. Fair info news. <laughs> Mace's dad hates umps. All right, so what's going to happen? Lightning round this year, mate. The Swans looking to break the history of a team who gets flogged oh, in a granny, doing yeah. nothing. Same old cats. They're old. They'll win at home. They'll be in finals. D's have got the two best ruckmen feeding a great midfield, so they're going to be a chance. I think the Pies have a premiership winning coach. Absolutely. Every time I hear that bloke talk, I think he is winning a flag. Absolutely. Blue Baggers could probably have another season of near misses. You know what's weird as well? Talk about footy tipping. Yeah. Teams like Frio and St Kilda, something in my head, it's the same as Balmain, West Tigers in the league. They could be the best team in the comp, and I'm still, I'll be there going, nah, they won't. I'll never oh. tip them, ever. You know what I mean? There's just something stuck in my brain. For sure. Just like, nah, Dockers won't win. You're not alone. What are you talking about? The top four all year. You are not alone, my friend. Nah, they're no good. They've got an anchor on their jersey. Not a chance. (laughs) Doing. The dogs with their tall forward line, will it work? These things are the... Mate, did you see, did you see Beveridge, Luke Beveridge? Did you hear Luke Beveridge, the necklace wonder in charge at the kennel? He uh, he really put his non-existent neck on the line. Pre-season speech. He's like, you know, it's going to be a great season and this, that, and the other. And then he goes full psycho with a capital P. Mid-sentence just goes, whether it's Marvel Stadium or the MCG, we will be turning it into a slaughterhouse. Oh, my God. Ensuring that Marvel Stadium, Mars Stadium, the MCG and our longer haul venues all become slaughterhouses. And we walk walk away with as many 
opposition hides as possible. Slaughterhouse. How's the signs they put up when there's a minute to go? <laughs> and like every single week, BT. Oh, what do you reckon that one is, mate? Power sign. Oh, jeez, they're up by two goals with a minute to go. It's probably telling them to slow down. Oh, what do we got there? We got some sort of power button. Hodgie, what do you reckon that'd be? Uh, probably telling them to slow it down because they're ahead. <laughs> Could have had the inside here from uh, ex-premiership winning captain there. <laughs> How many thousand are there, BT? Always banging on about, oh, fuck, 85,000 is it, BT? Yeah. All game, he just talks about what the crowd is. <laughs> Tells me head in. We're going to find out, mate. They'll tell us at the end of the game. As always, Daisy Pierce is the best commentator on TV. I don't know. Hamish McLaughlin has some pretty insightful chats with the Auskick kids. <laughs> Oh, what do you want to? Uh, what do you want to do? You want you want some lollies or something, do you? <laughs> I want to tell mum about that. All right, we'll be back in a minute. I'm just gonna be a bit creepy and awkward and thank my brother for the job. <laughs> Fucking Haim, doing Haim, doing. Get him off. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's a good story. That's the first time I've genuinely got real belly laugh out of Ozkick. You got sisters? Yeah. All right, quick lightning round of AFL questions for you, mate. Who wins the spoon? Uh, it's good to see the Hawks. You reckon the Hawks are going to be spooners? I reckon the Hawks. Good to see the Hawks down the bottom, giving everyone else a go down there. Hawks, spooners. Shit, I tip them as well for the spoon, yeah. so they're definitely going to make finals now. Oh, for sure. Who do you reckon wins it? Who wins the whole thing? I think Collingwood will win it. Oh, my God. I tipped them to beat us in the granny. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I think it'll be Collingwood. Are we going to be in sync here? Yeah. Who's going to yeah, win yeah. the Brownlow? Brownlow's Bonford Pally. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Exactly the same. <laughs> Maybe we should share our predictions next time. Wait, who you got for Ke- uh, the Coleman? Daryl White is making a comeback mid-season. <laughs> He's going to play up forward for Brisbane. Have you got that too? Yeah, I, got, yeah, I, knew, yeah, I went for that. Yeah, no, I got Charlie Kernow from Carlton. Kernow, yeah, okay. I had Roger Merritt, so we're different there. That's okay. Can't believe you picked Bonton Pelly. But the big story, I think, is... Is Brisbane, I reckon. This is the season for Brisbane. Well, if they're going to uh, do it, mate, unfortunately putting that hate love yeah. on you. But this is the year. Will they make it to the promised land with this list, my friend? What's going on with those coaches who are embroiled in the racism saga? That seems to have been sort of... Swept. On the QT. Swept. Gone is it swept? Me. No, it's got to be on the, on the cards, but it's a very lumpy rug if it's been swept <laughs> under. Okay, tectonic plates. There were scenes at Marvel Stadium the other day with the Kangas winning. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. Absolute scenes. You wouldn't believe it. The new series on Amazon Slime. Now, the rebuild, the story of Alistair Clarkson and the North Melbourne Football Club. Listen to the team man. It's just making the most of the opportunity you've got. Yeah, the dash is really 80 years in hundreds and hundreds of years of living civilization. This is the end. But in terms of the 80 years that you've got, what are you going to do with those 80 years? 
for the spoon because I don't think they've got any real leaders or a great coach whereas some of the other shit teams have at least got like Clarko's not going to get the spoon if you ask my brother he's all about he thinks they're going to go they're not going to win a game this year Classic well the Hawks yeah oh yeah well I, I don't really tap into your brother when it comes to any kind of <laughs> mental acumen ultra nuffy ultra that was a fucking joke soft as fucking piss second to the ball Playing like a bunch of fucking girls. And fucking Gil McLaughlin, whatever his name is, I don't care. They need to do something about that fucking service. Because we had four players do, three players do hamstrings. It's a fucking joke. I don't like to incite violence, but in terms of punchable heads, Gil McLaughlin's got to be oh. up there. Like, I, I feel like it would cure arthritis in your knuckles if you hit him. <laughs> You like you've got these leather crocodile hands, and you'd go across his jaw, and they'd just start sparkling. They'd have glitter on them, like a sheen. Anyway, anyway. all right. Well, we're waffling on, mate. I think we've resoundingly covered <laughs> AFL. Jeez, we're good at the big stuff. We're good at the big issues. Hey, what have we learned? 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 NRL players and AFL players are not role models. Oh, we've already knew that. How many times do we have to say it? Yeah, very true. I've learned that you want to party with Doc Ellis? And if you're going to be out for a week in the footy, I'd rather shark bite than general soreness. It's got a bit more weight to it. Fair part-time gig. Yeah, back then we had to do two jobs, you know. I was a plumber and Steve was an electrician. And, um, yeah, Mike used to feed the sharks at SeaWorld. Sorry, what? What are you fucking talking about? How's that even a job, let alone one for a footy player? I learned something else. If you're at a bar and you meet a bloke named Doc Ellis, don't let him buy you a drink. Yeah, show him the paper and let him know he just had a nap through Thursday. <laughs> On your dock. If you're at the bar with Doc, you're having an heroic amount. All right, I think that's all from us, mate. We've really waffled on today. I hope it was half listenable for everyone out there. Thanks for everything. <laughs> hey, how can they get in touch with us? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, maybe underscore underscore daily. That is Beautiful. maybe underscore underscore daily. Follow. That's fantastic. And like our shit, please. Follow like our shit. And please no lawsuits, okay? We've had enough. <laughs> well, until next time, hopefully sometime next week, you rest that voice up of yours, mate, and stay mint. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your sport and enjoy everything else that could be coming your way, guys. That's like a veiled threat, isn't it? I'm going to go and pick up my bike and walk it four suburbs home over my shoulder. <laughs> Chariots of fire style. My ears are bleeding.
Yeah, right. Fair storyteller. <laughs> An apnea machine. All right, stay mint, Mace. I love you. See you next week. Stay mint, Tony. I love you. Bye now. Bye. Mr. and that's sex with a computer. Okay, with a computer? What was that? <laughs> it sounded like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> G'day, hello. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of if Danish fishes are a thing. Mr. Hawking, Mr. Hawking, what have you been thinking about today? Mm, Danish people having sex with children. <laughs> mm. yeah, lucky a oh. bed and get to it before you grow old. We might have to do a Radiohead song of... Uh, Harlan, yeah, <laughs> fucking a fish. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we might have to. What do you mean we might? <laughs> we might have to. Radiohead song, I'm writing to. it down. Harlan's dad fucking a salmon. <laughs>